While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Chris will be in tomorrow with me and will be joined by Sheriff Tom Hodgson tomorrow from 7 to 9. And we're going to take your calls during that uh, during that entire two hours. We know everybody has a lot to say about the sheriff, One uh, a lot to say, not about the sheriff, but to the sheriff one way or another, and he's always happy to take calls from the audience. We're also now throughout this hour taking calls uh, from you at 508-996-0500. And let's go to the phones now. Good evening, you're live. Yes, um, Marcus, I was wondering if you or maybe one of your listeners could tell me if the CYO is back open and having basketball games. Hmm. And I would like to know if and anybody has information about it, and I will be listening. Okay, thanks, Miguel. If I can find out, I will. All right, and by the way, I did hear... David Ells say that on the radio. Okay. So you... the, the thing is, I'm willing to have a little bit of fun, and I'm not going to hurt anybody. Okay? Okay. I give you my word. I will not use my full strength. Okay. All right, good. Okay. All right. Thank... When, I, when, I, when I tell you this, you can take it to the bank. All right? All right. All right. I'll see you there. All right. Great. Thank you. Uh, I used to play at the CYO, actually, uh, when I went to St. I went to St. Joe's for middle school. I went to public school until fifth grade. I went to St. Joe's for middle school, staying for high school. But um, but when I was at St. Joe's, we played. In the, I played in the CYO. I played for the St. Joe's Deacons. We were really good. Finished second. A really good team. Um, played there for a few years. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I don't know if the uh, Kennedy Donovan Center is open. Uh, if someone knows, please let me know. And uh, if I can find out between now and the end of the program, I'll definitely find out probably by tomorrow uh, for Big Al. I'm always happy to help our listeners uh, get that information. But if someone knows if the CYO's uh, still playing, yeah, let me know. All right, 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Hey, good evening. What's up? Um, what's up, man? Um, I hope when Hoggy gets on here tomorrow night, I hope that guy that he has a rival, I guess, that used to be in his prison and he has a complaint against him and he likes to call it an argue with Hodgkinson. Oh, are you talking about um, when he was on over the summer and that guy Marco called in? Yeah. That I was something that else, guy. man. I hope I hope he calls something again. Else. That was that was fun. That, that was, was really fun. I hope he does too. Uh, I know Chris. I don't know if the sheriff hope, hopes he does. I know I hope he does, and I think Chris does too. But uh, I, it's it's great radio for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I hope that uh, yeah. I hope Hodgkinson loses, but I really don't think he's gonna. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, look at all the signs around me, and everything's Hodgkinson, Hodgkinson. The other people don't have, barely have signs. There's a couple yeah. of other signs I've well, seen. Well, Haru's, Haru's definitely got a, a good a good chunk of signs up. Um, I will say this. Hodgson has a, has a bunch of signs, for sure. Some of these yeah. signs, here's the thing. Here's the thing with some of those signs, the big ones especially. Some of them are owned by... There's a single property owner who has a lot of commercial property in the South Coast, in New Bedford and Fairhaven. A one single property owner. And he has signs in all of those properties. So some of that... And that's good campaigning on Hodgson's part, right? That's great campaigning on Hodgson's part. But some of that... That signage is because of the fact that one guy who owns a lot of properties happens to like him now there's a ton of signs in front of residents and all that he has a ton of signs anyway but i'll, I'll say a lot of those right big signs three from my house yeah yeah there's oh he's got a ton of signs he's got a bunch of them uh for sure and good and really good placement the, he's too got the, he's got the most money out oh he of does of them, I think. yeah he's, he's got a ton of money it. he's got a lot of controversy you know that and, not only uh, does he have a lot of money but he's also raising uh he continues to raise a lot of money too yeah, he's yeah. not going anywhere, I don't think. Um, we'll see. There's a couple of things I'd like to ask him, but I just feel uncomfortable really asking them. Why? Like, I don't... He well, should. He doesn't... I'll, listen, I'll, I'll, people, bring, I'll bring it up. His daughter was involved in a, a crime scene. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that... that Let's... Listen, I'm a big proponent of leaving people's kids out of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I'm a big propo- proponent of, of leaving keep people's kids out of... Out of uh, out of out of their political careers it's not their fault that their you know father or mother or whoever is a public figure and sometimes they get caught up in stuff like that and it's really i i, I don't I, i'm not a fan of it so yeah i'll stay out of, i probably yeah. won't call i might call i might not but um i don't know and then i guess what what are you saying he's wearing a rebel flag or something around his neck as a yeah. tie yeah so here's the story at a, a 2003 picture there was uh, and in 2003, there was a picture of Sheriff Hodgson. I think it might have been his official portrait um, for for the sheriff's office. But there was a picture. Of, he had the badge and stuff. There's a picture of him wearing a tie. The tie is red with blue stripes. Inside the blue stripes are are the white stars, right? And that tie, factually, is a tie designed by somebody who is uh, a Confederate enthusiast, and it is a Confederate flag tie. Like, it is factually a Confederate flag tie. The question is intent, you know, like, because we know it is. You can see it online. In fact, Kate Robinson, when she was not, before she came to work in the newsroom, wrote an article in the Dartmouth Week about it, about the tie, and we covered a story. Someone else covered a story. I mean, it's. I don't know if the attack really lands to be honest with you i, I don't know if that's a like a uh, i don't know if that's like a real gotcha uh it just I comes think to, it is, i don't either I, I don't either but i think her's got polling data on it so maybe it is uh it's factually a, a confederate flag tie the the question would be intent right did he did he yeah. did he wear that on purpose did he say i'm gonna send a signal signal to my confederate brothers or something i think that's again i think that's a difficult i think that's gonna be a difficult punch to land um but uh, we'll see. I, I'm not sure. But there's stuff they can use to attack him. But sure, I, said, I agree. I think he's too powerful um, to, to stop. Hmm. It's kind of like um, a prime Mike Tyson against um, 
Oh, Floyd Patterson, that was a heavyweight champion. I had a glass jaw, wasn't as big. Yeah. Having get hit by Mike Tyson, you just you can't you can't stop Mike Tyson, but Mike Tyson can stop you easily. I kind of feel that's what it's like. It's like a no contest. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I, don't know if I made a good comparison. Well, I'll have to take your word on it because I'm not uh, I'm not as well versed in boxing as you are. But um, yeah, obviously he's he's been in anybody who's been in elected office for 25 years isn't uh, has has probably endured quite a bit of uh, challenges during their time, and we know he has uh, endured some some formidable challenges in his time and and prevailed. Uh, He's got he's got a big war chest too, um, and he's definitely. Uh, he's definitely good at what he does in terms of uh, in terms of his retail politics. Um, I have so. one more thing to tell you too. Um, I'm not going to say who it is, but I knew a girl that was that I'm very close to that was in there when she was younger. Uh, I think she was in Dartmouth House of Correction. She wasn't there long, and I guess Hodgkinson had walked into the well, oh, okay. dorm, whatever they careful, careful. <laughs> Careful. Oh, well, they would just uh, let me just say they were throwing stuff at him and stuff and calling them names. Oh, you know, okay. Like, all right. All right. That was okay. No, I wasn't getting <laughs> okay. anywhere. I know. I know exactly. Yeah, where yeah, you're yeah, going. yeah, no, yeah. We're not going there. All no, right. So. Good. All right. Good. But that's about all I'm gonna say. I know he's got a lot of lot of um, controversy behind him. I'll say that. Sure. Yeah. It's up to these guys running to get a little more aggressive on him. I don't think they've been aggressive enough on him. Just uh, going after him for wearing a rebel flag tie isn't going to stop him. I agree. I will talk to you later. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, so that's the thing with the tie. I, I don't think it's, honestly, I think getting caught up in it is, they have polling data on it. Maybe, uh, Haru has polling data on it. I know he does because I got pulled on it. I got pulled. Uh, Chris was in the car with me. I got pulled on it. So they know. Um, who said it's an issue and who's not based on the polling data. But um, and maybe it's an issue. I, I don't know. I don't, And we'll see how he deploys it in the debate or he deploys it when he's on with us. Um, you know, it's like I said, I, there's a lot to talk about in this race. Um, yeah, and obviously, yeah, of course, the, the sheriff's um, uh, definitely a, a lightning rod. Um, I think he'd probably tell you that himself. Uh, he's definitely a lightning rod for um, for uh, controversy or, or, or confrontation. We'll say uh, there's there's a lot of people uh, throughout uh, the county. You know, more you know progressive type um, reform minded people who uh, feel as though the correction system could go in a different direction. There, I will say, I think there's if there's I mean, Hodgson's, Hodgson's biggest strengths, uh, besides his own political talents, are in this race. Are his is his his money. He's got a lot of money in this. Uh, he's been able to raise a lot of money uh, in his incumbency, and his again his skills as a re- retail politician. Um, his name recognition uh, too. He's the most recognized sheriff in the county. I mean, not the, the most recognized sheriff in the Commonwealth. There are people in other counties who know who Sheriff Hodgson is who don't know their own, who their own sheriff is. That's name recognition. So he's got that going for him. I think where Haru has some advantages is a few. One, um, one. I think being in northern Bristol County, I think, is is, is definitely something that I, I think helps him. That's an area where Hodgson's done well. 
um, has done well in the in the past. You heard Chris McCarthy talk about how um, the Quinn election with uh, John Quinn, state rep John Quinn, whose brother Tom is the DA. Um, he he, one of the re- I think he's he, this is what Chris said. Chris said he blamed his loss on a mailer that was sent out to Northern Bristol County that didn't say or current resident, so it didn't get. It was a great mailer. That's what Chris said, and it didn't get hit on the, uh, the the doors that it was supposed to get hit because all mailers say, like mine, you know, I got a, I had gotten a mailer the other day. It said Marcus Fer- uh, might have been from Haru. It was from somebody. It said Marcus Farrow or current resident. Marcus Farrow or current resident. So uh, if that's so, Northern Bristol County, where Haru has name recognition and popularity, frankly, it's been reelected soundly. Uh, you saw in the primary. He won those areas overwhelmingly uh, in the primary as well. He's got good name recognition up in northern Bristol County. I think that helps him. He's got to just, you know, he's got to crack into southern Bristol County down here um, in order to, uh, obviously, in order to win. This is where the, the lion's share of the votes are. But I think having up there where maybe some of the, ca- uh, the, the candidates down here didn't have name recognition, him already having it up there, I think, is a strength. Um, I think, uh, obviously it being a majority, you know, Democrat, uh, leaning area, of course, is a strength for a Democratic candidate. Um, I think Hodgson's connection to Trump is a, is a positive for Haru. Um, but I think the biggest strength in this race for Haru is the fact that is the top of the ticket. It's the top of the ticket. Moore Healy is at the top of the ticket on the Democrat side. Attorney General, two-time Attorney General, Moore Healy, and Mayor Kim Driscoll are at the top of the ticket, that gubernatorial ticket, for the Democratic side. On the other side of the ticket, on the top, that's on Haru's side. On Hodgson's side, at the top of the ticket, is Jeff Deal. Is Jeff Deal. Moore Healy's polling plus 30 on Jeff Deal right now. And the top of the ticket, in a lot of cases, carries the bottom ticket races. They carry the down ballot races. You ask, you ask Republicans who supported Scott Brown in, in 2012 why he lost to Elizabeth Warren. And a lot of them will tell you because Obama was at the top of the ticket. Chris talks about Bob Dole in 96 and how it wiped out Peter Blute and the other uh, congressional elected Republican in Massachusetts. Because the people at the top of the ticket carry the bottom of the ticket. I think that's one of Haru's biggest strengths. 508-996-0500 saying at the program. Good evening. Hey, how you doing again, Marcus? Hey, Tom, what's up? Well, I, I, I was kind of concerned with, with Chris's comment that he had something uh, that he couldn't disclose or yeah. didn't want to personally disclose and wish somebody else could disclose yeah. it. And that uh, because of his health issue, you know, he felt that uh, if he were to disclose it, it would be a long-term battle. And, I mean, this was like, wow. You know, I'm hoping this isn't like a Giuliani hit, you know, two weeks before the election that they did to Hillary. Uh, If you remember that, they they got her on the emails and then the FBI cleared her of that. I'm going to tell – sorry, go ahead. Then uh, uh, from the uh, Werner uh, uh, congressman's wife, the FBI knew there were more emails and they held that information and they didn't disclose that information. 
until about 12 days before the election. Yeah. And by the time that cleared, it was too late. And, I'm hoping. And, Comey, know, I, and I, Comey sent the letter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the idea is I don't know why he's in such anguish uh, with that uh, when, you know, he claims Hodgson is his personal friend. And that's fine. You know, cause I, I like Chris. Uh, I like his integrity. I don't agree a lot with him. But this particular issue at this point in time, I, there's something there that, that just isn't sitting right. Here's my thing on it. Here's my thing on it. Um, I, I, I have no idea what he's talking about. To, to be, He hasn't told me and he won't. Um, and my, uh, you know, my whole thing is if you're listening, here's my thing. And I'll say it when Chris is on the year, too. Um, it's people, more than one, per, you know, you're not the only person to call in and ask about that. Uh, is the the thing is, is is I would, you know, if we'd say in the courtroom, I'd move to strike um, and tell you that un, unless you hear something, you can't think about it, right? Because because, and I know that's hard to do, but like I, I don't think that that I don't think like what can you say? All you can do is imagine. He's asking you to. Basically, I think what you're when you say something like that, and again, I'll say this to him. I think when you say something like that, you're asking people to imagine. Now, maybe he has some information. Maybe it's bad. Me, I don't know. If it doesn't come out, what can you do? You can't. All you can do is have your imagination run wild, and I, I don't think that's a, a good way of in making no, an informed choice yeah, to that, vote. That that changes the whole complexion of being a, a talk show host. Or I know. A, are a political assassin. Well, listen, Chris. So Chris, listen. I everything I've learned about talk radio, I've learned from Chris. I, his integrity is 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 absolutely solid. Um, I disagree with him a lot, and that's why that's what makes the show great. I think is, oh, yeah. is that we disagree a lot. You're absolutely correct. And and but, maybe he has something. I just think if you if you don't know what it is, you, you can't make an informed you can't make an informed vote on it. Then you can't think about it. That's how I feel about it. At least you know. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it may be something uh, legit, and uh, then hopefully uh, the response can be uh, allowed uh, to occur well, also. Yeah. If, if, but judging from the harangue on the, on the tie, I was like, whoa. You know, that, that, yeah. it, it, it was, I, I guess, uh, you know, because he's very good at, at uh, you know, uh, his research and everything yeah. else. And uh, so I, I'm not saying that Chris's response to that was, was – uh, off the top, but it almost was, you know what I mean? And uh, this, this time around, I, I, I'm hoping that uh, it gets disclosed as soon as possible so I don't have to think of it as a political hit because that, that changes the complexion of the talk. I, I agree. I just, uh, I, that's the only way I'm thinking about it is, is is if I don't know anything, I can't consider it. Like I said, you right, asked the, right. your honor, I moved to strike, you know, right, uh, that's, right. that's all I, that's the way I'm interpreting it until something, until something comes out. Cause it's the only way you can make an informed vote. I think. Yeah. I have, I have a song for you if you want to hear it. Sure. I wish I was in the land of God. <laughs> yeah. Only kidding. Only kidding. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate the call. All right. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hi, Marcus. Hey, how's it going? Oh, going good. Anyways, um, I really like Chris, but I think it's um too much, too much of a friendly thing there. And I know when he was ill, um, Hodgkins was right there for him. And did a lot for him. And I think, like, when I listened to your debate the other day with um, Machado and you and Chris. I heard I you calling like to Jess the next day. That was yeah, uh, I didn't like it at all yeah. because um, Chris was, like, going down his throat. And 
It's unnecessary things that really aren't even true. I'm not even going to go there because I don't know if I'm crossing a line, but I know more. And I, I've already voted for the other guy, so. Right. Oh, so you sent your, you sent your ballot in, your mail-in ballot? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and that's who I'm going for. But the thing is, uh, it is political, and it's it's all, which what I don't like is it's all a lot, a lot of this um, wiping of the butt, you know what I mean? Type deal, and I don't, I don't care for that, you know, because yeah. it just goes through me sideways. But whatever, you know, that's how it is. So I'm just hoping that everything lies where it should lie, and I think we need change. And I'm going with the other man, and this guy that just committed suicide. I'm beginning to wonder about that. So yeah, I, I was gonna, I, I was gonna talk about that actually. Uh, that happened in Ash Street Jail. Yeah. And it's a constant thing there, so you know there's something something wrong yeah. somewhere. Right. And I think that um, I mean, as as far as Hodgkins goes, it's time to go bye bye now. You know what I mean? Maybe he needs to go more where Trump is, uh, go somewhere that way because I really don't want him this way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think people have strong opinions one way or the other about um, about this uh, election. Again, I think there's a lot of people that, um, yeah, again, have strong opinions on the sheriff one way or another or uh, about the, you know, um, Haru one way or the other. Uh, yeah, so and I, uh, as far as um, Friday went, I think Chris, you know, that we've talked about that. Chris addressed it, um, and I think that's not something that is going to be a continuing dynamic um, on the on the program. I think he, he said that himself. I think it's not going to be a continuing dynamic um, on the program. Again, Chris is, uh, um, I, again, uh, impeccable um, integrity. Uh, I, I, I've learned everything. I, I wouldn't be here in front of this microphone if it weren't for Chris. And not just for putting me here saying, hey, coming in, hey, let's, hey, come on, uh, like, let's have a show, uh, you come in, we'll, we'll, or let's have a, have a weekly guest segment, you come in and you, you talk with me and we'll, we'll go back and forth. It was, you know, it was very much like he said to me, you can do this. You, uh, he said to me, you are a talent and you can do this show. You can do this program. Um, you can have your own show. And I think you can, I think you can have a good show, right? He really brought me here. So absolutely in, uh, impeccable integrity, uh, whether or not you enjoyed the, the commentary on Friday. Um, again, I don't think that's going to be a continuing dynamic, uh, with, with, uh, Haru and, and Chris, cause they're going to be, he's going to, Haru's going to be in two more times at least, um, uh, before the election is going to be in at least two more times on October 19th uh, for the debate. And he's going to be in October 10th. And so um, I, I'm looking forward to a great discourse uh, between me, um, Haru and uh, between, uh, between Chris, because I think that's uh, something we need as far as the, let's talk about that story that happened at Ash street. Uh, let's talk about that story that happened at Ash street. And um, after the break, Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. <sighs> um, so, yeah, we were talking about the sheriff's race. Uh, and 
it's again that people think there's a lot of there's a lot of commentary on it for sure yeah sorry i am texting Um, I promise this is worth it. So, uh, so anyway, um, so we're talking about the sheriff's race between Attleboro mayor, uh, Paul Haru and Tom Hodgson. And, you know, I talked about the top, I mean, I thought in the primary who was the best candidate. He had corrections experience as a state rep. He's a mayor. You know, he had that electoral um, experience as well. Uh, and that ended up being true. I was correct about that because he won the primary, I think, fairly easily. Uh, interesting, George McNeil. I saw Nick at the Somerset Town Committee um, talking to him for briefly. Uh, we didn't, the the race didn't the the race didn't come up. I, I um because I was there for something else. You know, I saw I, you know I was there talking with um Andrea Campbell, uh, who's going to be our next attorney general, and all and all in all likelihood going to be our next attorney general. So I, I wasn't able to uh, have a conversation about it. But uh, it looks like George McNeil came around to uh, support um, support Haru uh, in this race. And I know that there's been some town committee, Democrat town committee meet, uh, you know, town committee and city committee uh, meetups. Right. And um, so I know he's going out there getting support, uh, getting support from, um, uh, you know, local uh, activists and all of that. And uh, people who are involved, like town committee members, people who definitely will go out and vote. Uh, in uh, in in um, in November, but uh, what really and uh, you know Hodgson obviously has you know, twenty five years of, of winning contested elections, uh, winning close elections like the uh, election with John Quinn, uh, and I think this is going to be a good race. Again, I think the strength is, and there was that poll that was released. You know, it was on Politico, the Massachusetts Playbook. Um, Lisa Kaczynski and Politico released that poll. Uh, wasn't her poll? It wasn't Politico's poll. It was a poll. It was an internal poll for Hodgson's, uh, not Hodgson, for Haru's campaign. They released an internal poll that showed the race in a statistical dead heat. Now they, she said herself in her reporting of it take internal polls with a grain of salt, but it did show a statistical dead heat. Now, what statistical dead heat to mean is basically there's it's within the margin for error. Now, this poll was 47% Hodgson, 45% Hero, and a five, basically a 5% margin for error. 5% margin for error is a big margin for error. It uh, could mean, her, you know, Hodgson's up seven or Hero's up three, right? So... We'll see, but I think the biggest advantage is you saw you heard more. You know, uh, Haru broke here on WBSM that Healy was endorsing Haru's campaign for sheriff. Now that comes with, and I, I wrote a column on it. And you know, some people are like, "Oh, liberal Dem endorses another liberal Dem," and sure, uh, yeah, I guess if she didn't get the if he didn't get the endorsement, that might have been a bigger story. But it's still a big story for a few reasons. One. 
the top of the ticket to the top of the ticket carries the the down ballot races. Like I said, Haru's biggest strength in this election, um, you know, which could help overcome the significant fundraising deficit he's in. Even though he's done a pretty good job fundraising, the sheriff's done a much, you know, the sheriff already started off with a pretty good war chest. Uh, is that the top of the ticket is a poll is plus thirty Democrat plus thirty Democrat. Um, for more Healy and uh, and Jeff Deal, and if you have a bad candidate at the top of the ticket, um, that will um, that will will typically carry down ballot. So without without Charlie Baker on the ticket, without Charlie Baker on the ticket at the top, I think that is an issue for sure. And Healy endorsing Hero now now Hodgson has the endorsement of Baker. And who knows if, you know, Baker's obviously still the most popular, if not one of the most popular governors in the entire country. I think Phil Scott in, um, I think Phil Scott in Vermont might have been the most popular governor in the country by um, approval ratings last year. Phil Scott is the Republican governor of of Vermont, very much the same type of, um, uh, you know, politics as Charlie Baker, uh, that type of Republican. But, um if who knows if Baker, I know Baker did come down to the Friends of Jack thing, and I know the uh, the sheriff was there. But who knows, who knows if Baker decides to get more? I know, and I know Baker came down to his kickoff fundraiser, uh, which was I believe in the spring, um, and uh, at White's of Westport. So who knows if Baker gets more involved or not? Um, but I know Healy's going to get involved in this race. She already has, but I know she's going to get more involved in this race, and that's a big deal. Lending organizational support um, down ballot in a in a, in a time where Democrats are plus Democrats are plus thirty. It matters. I'm not saying people won't split the ticket. You know that happens too. People will split tickets, especially in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, people don't have any problem a lot of the time splitting tickets. So I'm not saying it won't happen. You know, but sometimes. You know, like I said, sometimes it's um, sometimes the uh, the sometimes you you know you, you basically you ride the wave. Sometimes the and sometimes you know having a bad candidate at the top of the ticket is is a bad thing. It's a bad thing for the campaign. So I think that's Haru's biggest strength. Obviously, Hodgins' biggest strength is he, he's he's already had formidable challenges. I think in 2010 there was uh, well Baker was at the top of the ticket in 2010, um, but Deval Patrick ended up winning that race. So people split the ticket in Bristol County for for Hodgson. So, um, but that's what makes the race more interesting. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Yeah, I'm back. I got a quick question for you. Do you ever wonder if these guys like Hoggy and um, let's see who else has been around, John Mitchell, do you ever feel like they feel like they're entitled to that position because they've been in there for so long? Yeah, I think there are people that do. Um, Do I think, like, I disagree with Sheriff Hodgson on, on most issues. Do I think he feels entitled to the job? I don't, I think he, because he's he's working, like, he's out, he's out, he's, what people can say about him, what people can't say about him is that he's not active. Uh, He does get out there. He he gets out there quite a bit. There are elected officials that don't do anything until they have to get reelected. Um, but he, he gets out there quite a bit. I, I don't think he feels entitled. Uh, I don't necessarily think Mitchell, 
uh, feels entitled to the job. But there are definitely elected officials that do feel as though they're entitled to their to their uh, to their positions. I, I do agree with that. I can name two right now. Who's that? They're, not, they're in Washington, but I'll name two: Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Well, they're they're also holding the levers of power for the you know the entire um, the entire. Um, for for Congress, you know Chuck uh, Schumer too. Power trips. Yeah, sure. That, that's a lot of power. And, and Trump wasn't even in there that long, and he feels entitled to be president. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he obviously does. There's definitely people that do feel entitled for sure. I'll say it right now. Anyway, there was something wrong mentally with Donald Trump. You can yes. say Joe Biden's got mental problems. Yes. Maybe he does, but I, I don't. I listen. I'm not going to get into the the who's who's crazier, Donald Trump or Joe Biden stuff. I I don't want to. Don't want to touch on that now. Um, okay. <laughs> right. Oh, and one more thing for you. you. We talked about the guys that are in the concrete in the uh, Saginaw and Bourne Bridge. Yeah. It actually turns out that's not true. No, that's that's disappointing. I was told something when I was a kid. That's not so true. Yeah. I guess it's um, not disappointing, but I thought I thought it was true. Because if they left bodies in there, the concrete wouldn't stay stable. It would crack. It would eventually the thing would crumble. That makes sense. So it's it's on if you want to look it up. But All right, man. There's always there's a tale in every state about guys being stuck in a bridge. All right, hey man, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. The other thing is, um, the other thing is, uh. I want to ask Sheriff about this tomorrow, and I know he'll he'll have an answer, but this suicide that recently happened, if you hadn't heard about it, uh, it took me a while to get to it. I, I kind of got into the whole um, analyzing thing about, uh, you know, the, the race. Uh, but these, when I said that there are issues that are important besides wardrobe issues, this is one of them, and it's someone just killed themselves at the Ash Street Jail. Someone just... That's the that's the report. Someone asphyxiated, I think, on toilet paper and killed themselves at the Ash Street Jail. Now, this is someone that was, we can assume, had uh, some serious uh, mental health problems. They were accused of killing their mother. This person was accused of killing his mother in Truro, uh, on the Cape in Truro, and setting her on fire in the front lawn. Someone who's clearly deeply Deeply mentally disturbed. For some reason, Bridgewater State Hospital refused, or Bridgewater Hospital refused the um, refused the, the, to take the person. I don't know why. Uh, maybe that's another question for the sheriff. But for one reason or another, this man ended up at Ash Street Jail. He was on an uh, a watch, a fifteen minute watch, where people were supposed to check on him every fifteen minutes to make sure he didn't. And he was wearing some sort of thing that pre- that was uh, supposed to prevent him from uh, killing himself. Or doing any harm to himself, uh, some sort of Spock, I think it's called, uh, or smock. Uh, I'm, again, I'm, I'm going to ask the sheriff more about it. But uh, this guy killed himself. Now, you know, I'm sure there's the, the temptation is because this guy was accused of setting his mother on fire in, in his front lawn. Oh well, who cares? Well, here's the thing. Um, first of all, uh, every person has rights. Um, and even people who do or are accused of doing unspeakably horrible things have rights. That's really where you, you know, rights are the, it's easy to, to guarantee rights for people that, uh, you know, you like the real test of whether or not you have rights is when they're applied to people you don't like. And this guy was accused of doing something unspeakably horrible. 
but obviously someone who had severe, severe mental illness. I think the DA, Michael O'Keefe, who's a Republican, said that this is a problem with our mental, you know, we have a problem with mental illness. He said that's that was his, that was part of his statement uh, on this matter. And this guy killed himself. Now, there was, uh, I think, a few. Uh, there was an I know in the there's a there is a uh, I think it was Arthur Hirsch in the New Bedford Light wrote a story. Arthur Hirsch in the New Bedford Light wrote a story about this. And said that there was, um, uh, there's been a, I believe in 2019, the standard, they said in 2019, there's a standard times reporting that they'd done an audit of the, of the Bristol County Sheriff's office and found that there was an issue with, uh, inmates who, um, who had like, they, they were, they were fearful of not having enough protections to prevent people inmates from committing suicide now 99.99 percent of people who are suffering with mental illness who suffer from suicidal ideation don't set their mothers on fire so you know it's not don't make this incident in this person the face of mental the the issue with mental illness you got to think of just people who might be uh, arrested for like an A and B, right? Who had an episode, or or, or, or maybe even held on an astri on disor- disorderly conduct. It's something that I think, that, and I'm sure the sheriff will be happy to address it. But there's something that needs to be addressed with this, and it's an ongoing theme that there are people in the Bristol County House of, that that the Bristol Bristol County House of Correction has a higher um, rate of suicide than other correctional facilities that's something i'm definitely interested in uh addressing with him tomorrow um you know there i think had been a few i think there have been four people uh in 2020 from 2021 till now i think four people i know there was one recently uh fairly recently um well the the person that just happened but i think there was another one but there have been four people i think since 2021 uh, who who have who have committed suicide in the in in Bristol in the being held in Bristol County? So that's definitely something we're going to cover tomorrow. That's a major issue. Whether or not you know whether or not there is enough being enough done to ensure that people that are in custody in Bristol County are receiving adequate safeguards to prevent prevent themselves from inflicting self self harm. Remember, it's easy to think of of people as, you know, oh, you're in prison, you're a scumbag, you made, quote unquote, bad choices, all of that. It's important to remember because, you know, you always think of like prisons, you think of murderers and, 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 and you know, uh, arsonists and all of that. People who do really, really bad crimes. Those people are in state prison, right? Those people are in state prison. You, you, Bristol County is a two to three year prison. It's a two to three year prison, right? Uh, not two to three years. Two, one to two years, one to two years. People typically serve, well, or less. One to two years, two and a half years, three years. People serve in the Bristol County House of Correction. You're not getting the hardened criminals that you like to that you imagine when you think of people who are being held in county jails, right? And even still, these are all human beings. Everybody has rights. Um, but you're, you know, most people being held in, in county jails or in the House of Correction actually haven't even been been convicted of the thing they're being held for. That's also important to remember. They haven't been convicted of the thing they're being held for, like this guy, right? And there are guys accused of less that are being held at the Bristol County House of Correction. That's important to remember. 
So we're going to ask Sheriff about that tomorrow, too. I think that's going to be uh, I'm, I'm you know looking forward to hearing his answer on that. All right, I got to take this break. I'll be right back. 1420 WB. It's two and a half years, Max, in the House of Correction. Um, been out of practice for a bit, but it's two and a half years. That's when I thought it was like two and a half to three, but it's two and a half years, Max, House of Correction. And then beyond that is uh, a state prison sentences. So you think of MCI Cedar Junction, quote unquote, or Walpole, right? And um, so that's an important question I'm going to have to ask the sheriff tomorrow. And among other important discussions that we're going to have, it's always, he's a, he's a great guest, right, uh, to, to have on the show. And again, I'm looking forward to it, even if I don't um, particularly agree with a lot of the stuff he says. He's a great guest to have on and uh, is willing to sit in front of the microphone and talk about this stuff. So, but that's an important issue. Um, you know, this guy, uh, this guy in, from Truro, uh it's it's something that you don't want to be a continuing thing because again there's you might have someone in your family that is afflicted with some sort of mental health um issue and you want to make sure that they're you know again it's easy to to say oh this guy set his mom on fire or he's accused of doing that that's a horrible thing and if he had gotten convicted of it that would be life in prison without the possibility of parole and that would have been deserved i agree with you um, but there are most people are, you know, who are suffering mental health issues don't, and they, and, and anybody in particular deserves, um, adequate, uh, mental health treatment and to ensure that they're being be- as best safeguarded from self-harm as they could, as they can. So I'm interested to hear Sheriff Hodgson's commentary uh, on that tomorrow. And you can give him a call at 508-996-0500 and you can give me a call. Now at 508-996-0500 again, Chris, me, and the sheriff will be in tomorrow. And then Monday, we have Sheriff Harrell. Oh, by the way, I, I didn't even talk about the debate drama. Uh, let's talk about that now. There's There was more debate drama today that unfolded. So basically, the sheriff, there was, there's, there's supposed to be three debates. Us here at WBSM on October 19th. WPRI with Ted Nisi and Tim White on October 28th. That's on TV, Channel 12. You've heard Ted on the show a few times. Tim White's been on the show, too. Um, and one on Channel 10, also televised. The one on Channel 10, not happening. Um, and the uh, the someone at Channel 10 had had, had blamed that, actually, on Haro. Said, he can't, do, he can't do any of the dates, so we can't do it. And so Hodgson then had accused... Perot, with that information, had sent the email, uh, had taken a screenshot of the emails, had sent that inf- uh, had accused Hero of dodging the debates and called him a liar and all of that. Uh, and then Hero uh, came back with his own screenshots of the of the debate uh, of uh, I mean, with the the host that was supposed to host those debates on Channel Ten and said, "Here are all the days I can do." Here are all the days I can do. Here is all the available times. Here's all. Seemed uh, and, uh, the last, the most recent email was from Friday, so it seemed like Haro was actually trying to get something done. Um, and it seemed like that. I don't think that was on Haro or Hodgson necessarily. I think that was more on the host. Um, but I think that was more on the host. But the debate, the a lot of this race has been. A lot of what people are talking about in this race now is like whether or not they're going to debate 
like if they come here in the debate, are they going to debate about whether or not they've been debating or whether or not they want to debate? I hope not. We're going to try to make sure that doesn't happen because there's real issues to talk about uh, in the two debates. Now, the two debates that we're going to have on this here at WBSM and on Channel 12 uh, with uh, Ted Nisi and Tim White at WPR in Providence. All right, I got to take a break. 